Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the weekly manga podcast where we talk about all the chapters available on Shonen Jump's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. And today we read Flame of Rekka, Volume 8, as we tear through that for the year. Yeah. Plus Shonen Jump this week. I, I'll be honest, Kevin, I thought it was a real letdown of a Shonen Jump this week. Really? How about you? I actually really liked a lot of the chapters in Shonen Jump. See, like, I, there were a couple things I really liked, and then, like, a very blurry middle bit, and then a bunch of stuff that just did not do anything for me. Okay. So I guess we will get right into it, starting with our brand new series, Phantom Seer Chapter 1, The Boy with Psychic Powers. Did you notice anything about this, Kevin? No, not specifically. Okay. I did, and I couldn't figure out what it was, and I want to be more mindful of creators, so I had to look them up. It's written by Togo Goto who has no previous manga credits I could find. It's his first time in Jump. I bet he does have previous manga credits, and they're just small, and I could not find them. Mm -hmm. But it's drawn by Kento Matsura, and not to prejudice you against this series, but he is the guy who wrote and drew Tokyo Shinobi Squad, our favorite piece of math. Yeah, okay. (laughs) To be fair, it was not usually the art that was the problem with Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Yeah. So maybe pairing with a writer will help fix... Matsura's pile of math. What did you think about this, Kevin? I actually thought it was pretty interesting. Like, I like the... It's still kind of tropey, but I like the character of the boy with psychic powers. They're like, I just want to be a normal kid. Screw you. I like the female lead fairly well, who has a similar thing. It just struck me as very generic, which lots of the popular stuff is. Yeah. But... We we talk about how everything is spirits and demons and yokai, and mm-hmm. it's just very felt very much like something I'd seen before, which doesn't mean it can't be good, but it did not impress me. I gotcha. The characters are fine, but I don't really like either of them. Okay. And the combat is interesting. It is well-drawn. His Pokemon that he has at the end is those pages are well, well done. Yes. And I can't take that away from it. But, like, the premise didn't excite me. And especially, like, the older sister character, who is sort of the mentor, does absolutely nothing for me. I gotcha. She might as well be Zordon. Zordon would be more interesting if he was like, Rangers, there's a problem (laughs) in this chapter. (laughs) Go to the park and screw around for five minutes before you turn into Japanese footage. So, yeah, I don't know if it was the prejudice, because about halfway through the chapter I looked that up. Okay. Um, I don't think it was, though, because something was not clicking. And it was distracting, and I was like, I should look these people up. It would also just be good information to have. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think if paired with a good writer, Matsura could do good work. Yeah. Again, although the things that I thought were strong points in Tokyo Shinobi Squad, like the setting and the world building, Mm -hmm. are are almost completely lacking here. Yeah. Although his character works a lot better already. Yeah. Also, this was a one-shot he submitted, and this is what got him into jump in the first place. I have not read the original one-shot. Okay. People were saying it's very, very similar to this first chapter, which is typical with that sort of submit a one-shot and rework it process. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Really interesting to see if this sticks. Because obviously, I'm not a big fan of Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. But it is kind of the rising star in Jump right now. Yeah. And this has a very similar vibe. Sort of. Thematically. Not not like artistically or... Well, I wasn't going to say artistically. But I guess if you count the female as the main character as opposed to 
the boy with psychic powers. I mean, and that's the problem with all Shonen Jumpers, right? The yeah. first chapter has this lens character who's a super interesting girl, and she just fades more and more in the, the background as yeah. it goes on. And I really think this is sort of poor competition for Ayakashi Triangle, which has a lot of similar vibe going on, but a way more interesting premise, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and like even comparing it to Jujutsu Kaisen, one of the things I like about Itadori is he wants to be a hero. Like, he's slightly reluctant at first to take up the mantle, but it's like, I want to help people versus the boy. And this is kind of like, I don't like I'm, I'm basically just being forced to like, hey, you're good at this. You should, you know, and like. I did like the message of, well, you know, what if an athlete wanted to be a painter mm-hmm. kind of thing? Like, nothing says you have to be. That was actually a huge thing in We Never Learned at the very beginning, where Ogata and Furuhashi were like, I don't want to do what I, like, I don't want to be the math whiz and the literary whiz. Like, I want to do something else. Who cares that I have this huge aptitude for it? And to a much different degree, my hero academia, right? Yes. It's a super common thing and who knows jump needs titles real bad it could hold on it could improve in the next couple of chapters even like i said i I have no idea about the writer but i know the artist has talent he just hasn't yet to use it for something that interests me yeah but going forward that could be better i just like i said none of the characters really grab me i like the female lead okay i agree with you that it's an interesting take for the protagonist to be reluctant yeah. But the, we only get one supporting character, to be fair, in this chapter. Yeah. But she does absolutely nothing for me. Mm-hmm. Anything else you wanted to say on it? Since we talked about it being generic, it's a, a psychic boy and a girl who attracts danger. The girl who attracts danger wants to help people. The psychic boy just wants to be a normal boy. But his sister makes him protect her and is like, if you do it good enough, you can be normal. Yeah. Well, he, and there's also more hinting at she's like, so he's a... They're exorcists, only they exercise poltergeists, <laughs> well, because, phantoms instead of... Well, demons, yes. spirits, yokai, yes. the undead, devils, fiends, they're all taken in Jonin Jump. Yes, <laughs> so phantoms. Phantoms is what they're fighting. And so the girl can sense danger, and then they point out, like, you're sensing the danger that you bring, like, you're a phantom beacon, but at the same time, the sister's like, our mission is to protect them. So like, there has to be a reason because otherwise it would be like, well, why, why don't we just like take her out so that no more phantoms start, you know, flocking to this girl. Mm-hmm. So there's got, there's at least a hint of some deeper mystery there. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Next up, we have my hero academia number 282 footfall of destruction. What did you think of my hero this week, Kevin? I liked it. Okay. That had some great bits in it. But it also had kind of confusing ending for me. I felt the whole chapter was kind of confusing to the point where I kept rereading it. And the more I reread it, the more it clicked into place. But yeah, I think Eraserhead got his quirk erased. That's ironic. Yes. Maybe. Yes, maybe. Exactly. That That's the that's the super confusing he thing. He definitely is... got hit with the bullet. Yes. But it's the question of because like they even mention oh, wow, that was pretty smart of you. So what I'm wondering is, like, did he somehow erase Ares' quirk in the bullet? Okay, and that's what the, the like, zoom-in from last week was? Possibly. That would be, like, because he repeats the line yet again, you're pretty cool, Eraserhead. 
Yeah. And so, like, I think but, that's what it was, is he was, like, he erased the cork in the bullet so that he still took a, the bullet to the leg. And it, like, went through his leg. But he hasn't lost his cork. Because okay. he was like, I've spent so much time with Aerie, I know what's going on. I mean, that I did not read that. That's a cool reading, though. And again, it explains that weird panel at the end of last week yeah. that we couldn't suss out at all. I just thought it was like almost an elegy for, ah, you were pretty cool, Eraserhead. Yeah. You were, you were a goddamn thorn in my side the entire time. And all I could do is be like, yeah, props. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then at the end, all the characters, I'm like, ah, it'd be cool if they did something sometime. Or like, oh no, Gigantamachia, who I thought was asleep, but I guess not, is running over there. Yeah, he's, uh, tra- he's, yeah, he's crashing through cities. And I was like, okay, but I kind of like want to know what happened with the Racerhead and Tomura. Yeah. Yeah, which has kind of been the problem with this story the entire time, right? Is it cuts at the worst times, and it's not like One Piece, which will go into a flashback for eight weeks and like really suck you in. Yeah. And then you get back out, and you're like, oh, yeah, the thing I was excited about. Or a thing where it'll set up another cool thing, and it's got like eight cool things in parallel. Yeah, well, it- even when, like, say, all the Straw Hats are fighting, and you're, like, cutting between the fights each week, it feels like the cut is better yeah it's very hard to describe of like i don't feel bad that it's like now let's see what's happening with zoro as opposed to this is like no stop giving me the cliffhanger (laughs) and then moving on and blue balling me for four weeks i think it's what it it comes down to is we don't have enough substance with the tomara fight yeah like some cool stuff has happened but there haven't been any real beats or moments right yeah yeah so I, i i think that is it so that's why i was like i liked it okay like the Wyoming smash was interesting, uh-huh. especially because it's Deku using a fist move. So, like, because we know his arms are still messed up. Yeah, but he's mad about Gran Torino being injured. Yeah, Dad. he's like, I need to I need to take out Tomura and help out Gran Torino. Mm-hmm. And like, my personal thought is, is like, I understand that. But like, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's just been a weird. My hair has been weird lately, I feel like. Yeah. Like, since I started reading the manga, the first arc I read with the uh, the competition with classes was pretty good. Yeah. It was low stakes, but pretty good. Then the villain arc we talked a lot about, but, like, it was a good idea that, like, the execution wasn't quite where I wanted. Mm-hmm. That super short arc with where they all went to train under Endeavor was, I think, incredible. Yeah. Very short, but incredible. And this has been, like, a bunch of stuff that I like in theory, but none of it's been really well executed. Yeah. And it it does have me thinking that this will probably be a lot better in the anime. Yeah. I am curious because I did think that in the anime, the the mafia arc was pretty good. Probably slightly worse than the manga, but it's one of my favorite arcs in my hero period. So we'll see. I just meant like... We've been complaining a lot of basically pacing problems. Uh Uh-huh. Which the anime like is super good at. Yeah. And like has the option to fix because like... I think it's just because these snapshots are so short yeah. that we're kind of like, stop like stop there, cutting away from the action. And there's no impact in any of them. At least yeah. that's how I feel. Yeah. I think you like the Red Riot bit more than I did. I and did, that, yeah. Like, that on paper, on, on like an outline point, that is an impact. It didn't do much for me. Mm-hmm. But I can't say like, oh, he didn't do anything there. He yeah. did. I just didn't care for it. But I feel like in the Tomura fight, which is what I want to see the most, that's where we're lacking it. Yeah. Although, if it turns out that Eraser did manage to, 
like save his own quirk like that's a pretty cool moment but that is very cool but the execution was yeah the issue is well we don't know what happened yeah anything else you want to say on my hero nah that brings us to burn the witch number two gilly suit i liked burn the witch a lot more this week yeah it's a it's got more space than a typical chapter i think probably due to how it being a limited series yeah it's not as big as last week but it actually i think would have been helped if it was shorter yeah, like, there's like a bit of bloat in the middle. A little bit, yeah. Like the beginning is not my favorite, but it's set up for the end, which I really liked. So yeah. you got to have that with all the celebrity gossip stuff. And like the one bit I loved was just the bit of character interaction between the the two main girls. Where it's like, yeah, she has a big crush on me, and just whenever I'm friendly with any girl, she gets super mad and jealous. And the other one's like, this is you being friendly with me. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not being. F-. And well, it was also like, I'm not being. You know, when any girl's friendly with me too, she's like. You thought that was friendly? Like, all that I super liked. Yeah. Also, totally ignored the cliffhanger from last week, so that's interesting. Sort of? Like, there's no forward movement on which we must kill Balgo. That, yeah, there is. Is there? Yeah, the guy who's on top of the tower is one of the, was one of the council members. Okay, yeah, but he doesn't do anything. No, but he's like here. Like we must kill Balgo. Hi, I'm here. Balgo's right there. Okay. Like that. Uh, that's it didn't some feel movement. Like threat to me. But I definitely liked it more. Again, I like the two main characters a lot. Balgo probably is. If they just shot him and are like, "Hey, he's not in the manga anymore," <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be fine with that. I'm hoping he gets some more development. Me, me too. I think that's the better route. But like the the main characters, I actually like a lot. Nenny and uh, yeah. I can't remember the other one's name. So I like this one more. It still didn't wow me, but definitely mm-hmm. like forward movement, which yeah. is good. Anything else you wanted to say on it? No. That brings us to Dr. Stone Z equals 163 multi-front final battle, which in contrast, I thought really needed a mid, like just a little bit more in the middle. Yeah. I really liked this chapter. Yeah. But like, it feels like it's missing part of it. Yes, it feels like it's missing the whole making of the plane thing. Yeah, well, that a little bit, but I'm more talking about how, like, I do love that she's like, oh man, thank you, I will help you, on one condition, she's like, oh yeah, I sort of assumed the enemy would do it. Will you be my boyfriend after, or at least consider it? Yes. <laughs> and them all being like, and she'd be like, oh, certainly he's not the sort of man who would say yes, just for his own game. And they're like, actually, this one time he got married. Just she's like, he's game. already hitched. Well, he divorced her like two minutes later. He's a divorcee. Yeah, so good. I I did really love that when when she said, you know, oh, surely he's not that kind of man. And just literally everyone looking away with a kind of like, <laughs> yeah. And her talking to uh, Francois about yeah. like, relationships. Yes, <laughs> it just felt like it was missing something like a beat with her and Senku after that. Yeah, because it's like everyone's treating it like they are together for whatever value of together is true for Senku. Yes, but it just felt like we were missing something there. I also love how as soon as she switches sides, like uh, uh, Chrome or not Chrome, uh, Taiju goes to the guy who they tied up. He's like, "Can you draw us like plans for the base?" He's like, "I'm not going to help you." Yes. And then he's she's like, "Yeah, I'm switching sides." He's like, oh well. <laughs> I guess I'm helping you now because we're diehard Luna fans. Yeah. And I did like the ending with their their aircraft carrier and plane are complete. It, yeah. it felt like time moved there because Do- Dr. X said he needed a month or whatever. Yeah, it just, it it felt like a weird it felt, flip. Yeah, I mean, usually our complaint about Dr. Stone is it doesn't move fast enough. 
Yeah. It just it felt like it needed an extra page and that would have been enough. Though. Yeah, probably a page or even a panel like it it felt like time moved without them explaining it, which is exactly what happened, but it's like I flipped the page and it's almost like did I did I miss a page? You know, suddenly a month later. Uh, okay. Boy, time flies when you flip the page. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to say on Dr. Stone? Nah. That leads us to We Never Learn question 171, Tomorrow Night's Pixie Part 3. What did you think of We Never Learn, Kevin? Still continuing to be great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very self-contained story. Yes. But that feels like classic We Never Learn. It's a bit odd because most of these ending arcs have been arcs. Yeah. And this one definitely feels like a bunch of stories in a new setting. Sort of, but I mean, this has definitely got the arc going where he, like, he confesses to her when she's unconscious. Yeah. About wanting to be better. Or when she thinks she's unconscious, but we find out she's playing. I super liked it. Don't get me wrong. That's not a criticism. That's more of an observation. Yeah. So, Tai Chi, who's this kid who has a crush on... Konami senpai. Konami is like, oh, that guy's not that great. I'm going to get him in trouble. And you're going to help me, girl. Who is on screen now. And so they run into his cave. They're on a beach field trip, which seems like a nightmare. But I guess it's a small town. Yeah. So they go into this cave and the two have to chase them. And he keeps trying to do things to make Yu-Gi-Oh look bad. But it keeps just flinging her into Konami's boobs, basically. And she's like, oh, come on. Stop being hardy, Senpai. Or Kohai. Yeah. He's like, god damn it. I'm trying. (laughs) I'm just trying to be normal. Yes. Why do perverse things happen to me wherever I go? College wasn't like this. It was off screen. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, and it's got a good ending where the... He makes uh, Tai Chi promise not to cause trouble anymore. And he's like, uh, I guess you are good enough for her. Yeah. And like you said, there's the confession bit. That's cute. Yeah. Well, and there's also the, he also makes Tai realize that maybe the girl likes him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, hey, maybe don't disrespect the person who's following you and helping you out. Yeah. And like, if people follow you, don't use that for ill. Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. That leads us to Ayakashi Triangle Chapter 10. Those who can see and those who can't. And I thought this was a really good chapter of Ayakashi Triangle. Yeah. It's set up for an arc, basically. Yes. But it makes the two friend characters feel way more important. Yeah. In a way that I think really helps boost the series as a whole. Yeah. There's there's Bond over manga, and then one of them is possessed, so the main character, whose name I can't remember, makes an excuse to like, hey, let's all spend the night at your place. Yeah. Done. Read your manga so I can do this exorcism real quick. And there's like ghosts on the, you know, classical, you take a picture, there's a ghost on it. Yeah. Sort of thing. I I also do love the bit where they're in the locker room together and Suzu is like, I'm going to block for him. Yes. So so that he doesn't see anything, but he just magically transforms. Yeah. He just does the quick change and she's like, well, I love because she was like, I shall block for him. He shall stare only at me. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, I have a big, let's spend the night at my place. I have a big bath. We can all bathe together. Yeah, and the two of them are like, bathe together? Shit. <laughs> I thought it was really good. Again, Ayakashi Triangle, it's weird to say this. I feel the secret is in how well it uses its sexiness. And here again, it feels like it's advancing the story mm-hmm. and is reasonable. And it's propping up these two supporting characters, which I think can only be good for the series in the long run. And it feels like this is the first potential like arc we're going to get. Yeah. Maybe that's not true in hindsight, but 
Yeah, at the very at the very least, it's a multi chapter thing, mm-hmm. where, even if it's just two. This one feels like all set up though, which to yeah. me says you can't just make that a two part, or maybe you can. Maybe, but anything else you wanted to say on it? No. Alrighty, that brings us to Hard Boiled Cop and Dolphin Depth Eight. Distinguish yourself, which I found to be pretty disappointing. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, it's still continuing the arc, sort of, and there were some good jokes in it, but it kind of takes a left turn right in the middle, and it's like, well, this is actually, like, a cool direction to go, but, like, I was all excited to go to the Dragon Palace, and now we're not doing that. Yeah, it's not paying off the promise of the premise, and it's not even in the middle. It's, like, immediately, they're like, hey, you two got a call. And yeah, this... I, I guess when I said in the middle, like, I didn't mean right in the middle, but, like, there's a little bit of, like, we're going to go to the Dragon Palace. Nope, sorry, we can't go to the Dragon Palace anymore. Oh, Which, like, if you're going to do, fine, but you really need the cliffhanger at the end of the last episode to be, hey, you guys got a call? Yeah. So what we're expecting is for them to answer a call, and then when it that becomes a turn, it's a more gentle, like, nudging away. Yeah. Because we see what we expected to see at the start of this chapter. And then leads in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it feels like this arc is continuing. Now, it feels way more shonen. It's yeah. like, oh, these two evil gangsters are coming. You guys got to beat them up. Yeah. But yeah, I just found it to be disappointing. Not bad, but disappointing. Yeah. Anything else? I really liked the bit with the mermaid lady who's like, oh, but what about our date? Well, we got to go beat these guys up. So we beat them up. We can go on our date. He's like, yeah, that seems like arithmetic. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a math wizard. Yes. It was very good. So speaking of disappointing, that leads us into Time Paradox Ghost Rider, final chapter back then, which, you know, we've been bracing ourselves for for a couple weeks. I mean, this ending was fine to good. I actually really liked it. I I liked it too, but it didn't do anything amazing. I, I don't... It's, I, it didn't, like, let me down. It didn't, like, subvert expectations. Like, but it didn't exceed them either. You know what I mean? I, I like that he's, like, she... I like the ending, and I like that she's, like, oh, this reminded me that I wanted to draw manga because drawing is fun for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's what I should be focusing on instead of creating this amazing story. And he's, like, yes, and also sleep every night and take breaks. Those were important parts of the, the manga, too. And I really like that this manga that started out with this guy who's, like, oh, I don't have anything to say like creating a manga that's specifically just to tell this person hey do all this stuff yeah like this is betterment for you like that is the value of stories i think so i like it all on a thematic level mm-hmm. but basically what the chapter comes down to is i know coming back i'm like oh thanks for that i'm not gonna die now yeah i i did really like it i also like they have the kind of ambiguous picture at the end where you see I know has a wedding ring but you can't see I forget the main the guy's name yeah but you can't see his left hand and like you can't tell you know are they married together did she get married to somebody else yeah like I like I liked that aspect of it I did really like the basically him like straight out telling her to your face yeah that plan to make a manga that everybody will love will just fail trust Uh me I tried a lot (laughs) And he was like, you'll never please anybody, but I'm glad I at least got through to you. Like, literally, I made the perfect manga to get you to remember. And, like, both of them are still drawing. So I just, I like that. Yeah, I like the ending. Don't get me wrong. I just, this was probably the most exciting new thing in Shannon Jump, right? Yeah. And it's gone. And there's nothing we could do about that. We just have to accept it and move on and hope that new great series come along for the magazine. 
it didn't go so long that it became bad, so that's nice. Yeah. But 14 had, is not a lot of chapters. No, I had it spoiled beforehand that it was canceled yeah. because uh, I had a, like a news thing pop up because I didn't read on Sunday. I read on Monday. And so like before I read on Monday, I saw this new thing pop up of like, hey, yeah, Time Paradox Ghostwriter is being canceled. And it didn't come to a shock to me either. And it's labeled as final chapter, as yeah. many of them are, not chapter 14. Yeah. So I was also like, okay, let's see what they do with this. And again... It's the two main characters on screen, so mm-hmm. that's good. That they were kind of the only thing this story was ever about. And I like the theme. I like the messaging in the end. Yeah. I liked it as a whole. I would recommend it to people, but it, I'm just disappointed that it didn't catch on. Yeah. And I like, I do understand the plagiarism thing, and I don't at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with Last Sayuki, right? That was yes. great. What was Japan doing? Not buying all of that. Yeah. I, I'm probably more disappointed at Last Sayuki because it had like greater legs and yep. its ending was really like, well, I didn't get to finish, so here you go. And that was kind of one of the things I liked about this was it, even though it it is ending, it felt like it ended well. Yeah. Like not uh, the Last Sayuki, which was still a good ending, but uh, well, here's where I was trying to go. Yeah. It's like, well, and now I don't have any more chapters, so do you want a montage of all the main characters looking cool five years later? Like, well, I'm not going to say no. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll miss Time Paradox Ghost Rider, so it has that going for that. Yeah. For it, for sure. The ending didn't wow, but it did everything it had to do. Yeah. It didn't disappoint either. I'm not sitting here like, oh, what about X and Y and Z? Yep. It wrapped everything up. I'm also liking that even though like stuff like Last Sayuki and Time Paradox haven't continued, they're making it into Jump. Yeah. Which like gives me kind of hope. For, like, the editorial team and manga creators are like, all right, so maybe we don't all need to make One Piece. Yeah. Yeah, and it it's hard, right? Because Jump isn't doing the wrong thing by canceling these series yeah. that aren't catching on. It's just that for the American audience, this feeling of the series lasts 14 chapters and then it didn't catch on, so it's gone, is brand new. Before, we only got the most popular stuff. Yeah. So it's weird. And, you know, you look at comments for things like, phantom seer this week mm-hmm. and it's a lot of people be like well i thought it was good i hope it catches on contrasted with people being like yeah i thought it was good but it's probably not gonna last five minutes yeah and especially with something like phantom seer that's so generic you really never know if that's gonna catch on or not yep all right anything else you want to say nope that will lead us into jump card So we have 20 series this week. What do you have at number 20, Kevin? I have me and Robico down at number 20. Yeah, it's not good. No. It turns into this weird ghost thing that, like, they throw out jokes that, like, don't land well because nobody reacts to them. Like, I had to stare at the page where he's like, oh, that's just the spirit of the shrine or whatever with, like, the head with arms coming out of it. And I was like, wait. What? Why? Why is nobody like you? You were freaked out, and now you're not. And I'm 
I'm just lost. I the one thing I liked about me and Robocop that put it at a little higher for me is that we continue to get to the Madoka. Yes. Whenever anyone says her name, it is like that. I have Mitama Security at 20, okay. which came back with an extra chapter this week that is a crossover with that artist's previous work. It just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, no. None of the jokes landed at all for me. And maybe if I'd seen the previous series, I'd have liked it more. Yeah, I I understand that. My bottom three were kind of hard to rank. Uh-huh. I bet you can't guess what they are. <laughs> what do you have at 19? I have a Gravity Boys at 19. Okay, I put a Gravity Boys a bit higher this time. Because one, I kind of like the joke of people describing something we don't see, like as a trope. But two, I can't be mad at a chapter that's all about a bunch of guys sitting around describing a TV show, given my hobbies. Yes. So. It was just the... It's just the, like, a gravity voice tends to grate on me because it, like, always comes out of nowhere and, yeah. like, nothing comes of this. Yeah, that's true. And it's, like, I don't enjoy the fact that, like, it was that kind of dose of, no, this is a little too real. When it's like, okay, listen, you just have to make it through the first three seasons. <laughs> yeah, there is a little bit. Of, I, I also really appreciated that. I'm like, yeah, Buffy is great once you get through the, that first season. Huh? Well, I've done that with tons of stuff. You yeah. know, it's like with certain books, like, listen, once you make it through the first two books, it gets really good. It was like, dude, those books are 500 pages a pop. I know. And, you know, the arguing over what's the best season and all this stuff changing. It's like, oh, it was, you know, this huge cult classic. And it just, it struck a little too home to some of the stuff that I like to talk about. Gotcha. I, where, it kind where, of for me, that gave it like a boost. Yeah. For me, it was that, it was like, I don't like when I tell people, listen, you just got to make it through the first one. Well, and I think that's kind of the joke, though. Yes. I have me and Robico at 19. Okay. It's not good. Yeah. And then I have me and Tom at 18. Gotcha. It's also not good. Yeah. I have Maki-chan at 18. Okay. I did like the joke about her being, like, not literally possessed by a fisherman spirit. I have to be careful when I say, like, yes. things like that in Jump. But that joke about how she's a great fisherman and, like, she just goes into, like, fisherman mode. And yes. That was pretty funny. But overall, the chapter didn't do a lot for me. Yeah. It was my number 17 for a lot of the same reasons. It's like, okay. I have Black Clover at number 17. For a lot of the reasons that you put it low last week about this guy, this vice captain coming out of nowhere, yep. and like it even has the beat that I said last chapter was missing. Mm -hmm. But I was like, uh, it doesn't really play though. Yeah, it's slightly higher for me, but I totally agree. Not a great chapter of Black Clover. What do you have at sixteen? I have Undead and Luck at sixteen, and it kind of feels like a weird direction for them to be like you know oh hey we're actually like we are trying or it's unrepaired being like yeah we actually are kind of trying to be good guys like and trying to recruit undead to yeah. their team yeah it is weird i liked it a bit more because of that though yeah i like giving them a clear goal i, I don't know undead unluck is a series that feels like it's here to stay and that's fine whatever yeah to me. It, like i would say there's a huge gap between 18 and 17 for me, and then another fairly huge gap between 17 and 16. Gotcha. I have a Gravity Boys at 16. Okay. Again, I, I liked it a lot more. I couldn't be mad at this sort of humor. Yeah. Um, What do you have at 15? I have Mori King at 15. I still, like, I still liked Mori King this week, but I just liked a bunch of this stuff more. 
And that I, I talked about at the front how there was a lot of stuff I didn't super yeah. like. I have Mori King quite a bit higher, but I wonder if we felt about the same about Mori King. And Probably. I just put a lot more below it. Yeah. I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 15. Okay. Again, exactly the same reasons as last time. Yeah. Inodori being possessed and going out and doing this stuff. I'm like, man, I feel like I should care, but... You don't? I yeah. don't. What do you have at 14? I have Black Clover at 14. I do like the bit with the one female... The cap- female captain who like, has a crush on Yami. Yeah. yeah that, that's the reason that went above the comedy chapters for me, is I found that more amusing than... Yeah, and I, I did chuckle just a little bit at the joke of like, yeah, Yami made me the vice captain, and the reason you haven't seen me, because I've only been to the hideout once, is I fucking hate Yami. Yeah, that just, like, to me, seemed real convenient. It did, I, but, It did not like, land as a joke to me. I guess you're right. It is kind of supposed to be a joke. Yeah, but... it's it's just that little bit of a joke of, like, no, I hate that guy. Yeah. Why did he make you the vice captain? Well, I'm actually good at what I do. <laughs> he was like, well, merit, but yes. I don't have to like it. I have Undead and Luck at 14. I don't know that I have any more to add on it. Okay. I have Jujutsu Kaisen at 13. It's still, like, I like the kind of... I like power explanations, so I like them talking about the difference between Sukina's domain expansion and other ones, where he was like, yeah, my domain expansion is essentially I attack literally everything in, like, in my, I make a radius and literally just continuously attack everything in range. Like, that was pretty cool. I also like the power explanation of the one guy who was like, man, I'm so lucky, and it's like, that was literally his power, was he would store up. Like, miracles? I did like that bit, but it seemed like a real weird place to put the explanation where he dies. Yes. Um, Although I guess he's not dead, necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. Well, they also said his luck ran out, so I'm assuming he died. But it did sort of make me want to go back and look at it it to see, because they mentioned that the markings on his face mark how much luck he has. And so, like, I kind of wanted to track, like, because I'm I'm sure they do, since he mentions it, that they'll disappear as stuff is going on. I was like, that'd probably be something cool. I didn't do it this week, but I still might do it at some point, go back and like reread through the chapters and be like, oh yeah, look, like one of the marks disappeared here and another one disappeared here. He really is like storing luck and using it. That's a cool, like, you know, go back, backtrack and find the hidden gem. Not really relevant, but since you mentioned going back to stuff, the Food Wars season five anime has been very, very met in my opinion. So I went back and reread the end of the manga to see if it was just the story repeating wasn't as good or if the anime is just very meh. And I think the anime is just, just very, very meh. meh. I think it is probably the weakest arc of Food Wars in hindsight as well. But yeah, the anime is not delivering the beats very well. I like even the part where uh, you can hear I was like, man, what is Aaron? I get to fight all these those strong guys. I want to fight strong guys. It's not great in the anime the way it was in the manga. I got... Hell's Paradise at 13. Okay. I mean, I just didn't click with me. That's fair. It it wasn't one of those where I'm like, oh, I've lost the plot. I don't know what's going on. I get it. It just didn't seem like it was for me. Yeah. I thought it was cool, so it went quite a lot higher for me. What do you have at number 12? I actually have Hardball Cop and Dolphin at 12. Like you said, it's that disappointing, you know, we're going to the Dragon Palace. Nope, we got to fight these gangsters. Like... Now, like you said, actually, if it had been at the end, hey, you got a call, yeah. not the, at the end, it's, we're going to the Dragon Palace. No, we're not. The problem is not this chapter is bad. The problem is expectations were set up and not delivered. Yeah. And I mean, they still might end up going to the Dragon Palace in this arc, but. Yeah. But again, it felt uh, the cliffhanger of the last week was, and now we're going there. 
Oh, wait, no, now we have to turn around. Yeah. Oh, wait, my cell phone's ringing. I gotta, oh, shoot, it's my wife. I gotta go grab some milk, guys. Yeah. And so that's really, that's really what it was. I have Phantoms here at 12. Okay. Again, just did not click for me. Maybe I'll like it more as it goes on. What do you have at number 11, Kevin? Phantoms here. <laughs> I have hard-boiled cop and dolphin. Okay. I just, I do like the promise of these two bad guys. Mm-hmm. And, like, the mysterious guy being like, yeah, I actually transferred you here because you're a badass. And I like I was like, yeah, you're going to get in trouble, but also I need a badass over here. Yeah, he, well, I do like, it was like, I did transfer over here kind of on purpose, but you were going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. What do you have at 10? I burned the witch at 10. Okay. I think it's just that little bit of bloat that kind of... Yeah, I can certainly get that. Yeah. Like, it's, I'm still super liking Burn the Witch. I also liked a lot of the kind of shonen moments in some of the stuff above this. Yeah. That make a lot of it really good. Yeah. I mean... For the most part, we haven't named the same things. Yes. We've we've disagreed in our bottom parts, but we haven't. We've been, like, a fairly close. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, flip-flops are, like, really close to one another. But I say that because 10 is where I have Mori King. And Dang. I think the stuff above Mori King, to me, there's a big jump above yeah. that. I like the joke of the of uh, Shoku being like, yeah, I can help you find lost pets and stuff. And then yeah. the cops come and they're like, Mori King, we need your aid. There's a hostage <laughs> situation. Yes. They were like, you know, have some guy deliver food, and he just knocks through the door naked, holding holding a watermelon. Yeah. Like, why is there a naked man holding a watermelon? It's like, you can see I am unarmed. <laughs> it's like, we said unarmed, not not disro- or unrobed or whatever they said. Yeah. What do you have at nine? I have my hero at nine. Okay. I I really think it's the it was the cutaway at the end to hey let's see what the other characters are doing with Jigatamachio. Stop cutting away <laughs> from the action. Stop it. Bad. <laughs> Keep camera on Batman. <laughs> yes. Let me follow the story for just a little bit, please. Like two chapters in a row. I got burned the witch at night. Okay. Like another one where we're pretty close on it actually. Yeah. I agree with you on the bloat, but again the characters are very strong. What do you have at number eight? I chainsaw man at number eight. Chainsaw man's super interesting this week. Right? Yes, it's like it's this super. I think the reason I didn't like it as much is because it's such a down yeah, note. I was gonna say I have it higher than you, but I wondered if I put it too low because it's such a depressing chapter. But that is absolutely on purpose. Yes, and it, it no, accomplishes it, what it sets out to do. It does. Like that's that's really the only reason why it's down here. Like a lot, some of the top card is. Like, ah, this has some great shonen moments that I really liked. And this was like, God, that's so depressing. Yeah. That was so well done. But like, I, when I'm, especially I, when I'm. You feel bad at the end of it. Yes. And you're supposed to. Yes. But that doesn't, you know, that's not why I'm here at Shonen Jump. Yes. That, that said, I don't want it not to be there. No, it was absolutely great. But just the whole, wow, that was freaking depressing. Like, way to go. But I'm really glad this wasn't the end of the book. Yeah. To kind of go on that, one of the reason I was able to justify putting it lower, and I put it higher than you, mm-hmm. so, but the reason that justified it in my head is uh, one of the comic critics I really, really like, Chris Sims, says, and this is true of stories, not just comics, yep. but comics can get you three places, the head, the heart, or the gut. And yep. this one gets you hard in the gut. Yeah. But I think it's trying to get you in the heart a little bit, too, mm-hmm. and I don't think it does. That's fair. That said, it's a gut punch that's very well delivered. Yeah. I have Mission Jusakura family at number eight. Interesting. Yeah, since usually I've been putting it higher than you. I think it's just the quick conclusion of this. 
I could have used a chapter that was just the main character. His name escapes me right now. Tayo. Tayo fighting the big guy. Uh, that's fair. I put it higher for one of the reasons that you usually do. Of I like the Tayo Mitsumi yeah, it's good. stuff in the middle. Don't get me wrong. It's good. It's just what I have directly above it is a similar shonen moment that I thought was done better. That's fair. So what do you have at number seven? I have Dr. Stone at number seven. Okay. And it's just the... It, it's like you said, it's, it feels like something's missing because mm-hmm. it's got some really great stuff. I really love, I really love the moment where Luna's like, yeah, he's my boyfriend now. He's not the kind of man that would <laughs> lie about that kind of thing. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, except yeah. for the time where he did, where he got married. She got married and then divorced her two minutes later. I kind of wish Kohaku was around because I don't think she'd care, but I think she would care if you know what I mean. Yes. Though this is like One Piece, not really a shipping anime. And I'm just here trying to get the boats in, but yes. they're out having fun out on the docks. Yes. Not coming to port. I have Mashal at number seven. Okay. I think you'll probably talk about Mashal going higher for you when we get to it on yours. Yep. But I think it's a really well-delivered shonen moment. Yes. And that's why I put it above Mission Yuzakura family, is because they kind of, to me, had the same energy of good shonen moments like you've been talking about. Yeah. But I feel like Mashal did it better. That said, I still think Mashal's better as a comedic piece. Yes, it is as a serious piece like this. I have to give it props though if it did it well. Yeah, this um, was very, yeah, this is a very good chapter of Mashal. But I don't think a Mashal chapter that's all shown in moments is ever going to get to the top. It mm-hmm. needs to be funny and do that at the yep. same time, which is not easy. Yeah. What do you have at number six? So I have Hell's Paradise at number six. Okay. I really like the the kind of cool like this is the. I can see into the future. So I like the moment of the guy being like, even though he seems super laid back to everybody else, being like, oh, this looks bad. I'm going to have to actually try. And so he like takes off his robe so that he's got free movement. And he's like, give me a real sword. My wood, my bamboo <laughs> one isn't going to cut it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I liked all the stuff yes. there. And it's been set up. So I guess it is payoff. So I can see why you like it. Yeah. It was like, like I said, uh, it was pretty cool. And I just love the moment of him where he can like, yeah, I can like basically see into the future so him it's him going nope i die if i do that and that and that and it's like instead of like him sending out like phantom copies of himself which do happen it's more like he can see a safe area so it's literally him being like nope death 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 Ooh, this could be bad <laughs> until he's like nope wait i can put my foot there it's an mmo can... don't step in the bad stuff yes like, Ooh, that's bad stuff and that's bad stuff and that's bad maybe i can squeak in here yeah and then he's like oh i can get my foot here I get my other foot here. All right, we're good. <laughs> and I just love, I, I did love that moment. And then I also love at the end with the uh, one-eyed samurai guy being like, maybe I don't want to kill monsters. Like, that doesn't seem to be the path to greatness that I wanted. And so he, like, picks up the kid and is like, as the guy's about to cut the tendon, he's like, wait, no. And so, like, I'm really interested to see kind of what's going on with that dynamic. Yeah. Okay. It just, like I said, it didn't do much for me. Yeah. I got Chainsaw Man at number six. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I put it too low. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I have Mashal at number five. I do. I really like that Shonen moment. That is such a great punch from Mashal. Like, mm-hmm. that whole thing was great. And, and then friendship at the end. Yes. Friendship at the end. I really love him just naming muscles. He's yeah. like, you Oh, know, yeah. I forgot about that. Because that's one of my favorite parts about early Sanji is that all his attacks are just meat cuts of where yes. he's kicking. And had very much that same energy of pectorals. Yeah. And it's like, just, it, he's like naming what muscles he's using in the attacks. Yeah. It was just, it was really good. You know, you know, let me activate full muscles magic. 
Like, especially that he calls it that, because he's like, I need to pretend I'm a wizard. Muscles magic, activate. Yeah. And then at the end, with the guy being like, ah, no, everybody hates me. And Bashel, he doesn't say this, but he's basically like, dude, I don't have any magic. Your eye can't do <laughs> shit to me. And my grandpa raised me to not be an asshole. Yeah. I got my hero at five. Okay. Again, agree with all the criticisms, but at least it's Ida and Uraka who are going to have to stop Agantamachia. You know, people I care about. Yeah. People who I've been saying need screen time for like two years now. Yeah. What do you have at number four? I have Mission Uzakura at number four. Okay. Like you said, it and Mashal had very similar good shonen moments of energy, but I really liked the cuteness between Tayo and Mitsumi in the middle of it, especially with Tayo being like, oh, no, you know, oh, no, Tayo, you're injured. I'm going to have to perform mouth to mouth. And <laughs> Tayo being like, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. I got Ayakashi Triangle at four. Okay. What do you have at number three? I have Ashikai Triangle yeah. at number three. I have Dr. Stone at number three. Okay. Like I said, I brought up the bit that it feels like it's missing something in the middle. But I really liked all the uh, joke landings, and I like where it gets us. Yes. It was still a very fun read. What do you have at number two? So I really flip-flopped back and forth on this, but I actually have We Never Learn at number two. Okay. I have Time Paradox at number two. Yeah. Like I said, I really flip-flopped back and forth between the two, because even though it was Time Paradox was canceled, it was an ending, and I did like the ending, even though it it had that, oh, it sucks that this is gone, but at least this felt like this felt like he at least ended basically an arc and was just told you don't get another one, as opposed to he was in the middle of the arc and they were like, hey, you need to end your story now. Uh, uh, uh. What it came down to for me, why I put it at number two, is what I talked about when we talked about the chapter. Yeah. Which is like, this is a good ending. It didn't do anything I didn't expect. Like, it's exactly the ending that was in my head. Mm-hmm. If it had been canceled last week, this would be exactly what I imagined Yeah, happened afterwards. Which is still good. It's still number two. Yep. But I thought we never learned throw a complete story. Yes. And I really liked it. <laughs> and after Chainsaw Man, I needed something that made me smile. Man, so glad I decided once again to read it last. <laughs> especially yeah. with that Chainsaw Man chapter. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a punch to the gut. You can read it yourself if you want to, kids. Yeah. It's good. Like... It kind of reminds me of one of the reasons I really love Doctor Who, although I haven't seen some of the more recent seasons. But a lot of the time, the uh, Stephen Moffat episodes, that guy is amazing at punching you in the gut Mm -hmm. or the heart. Like just the, you know, some of the emotional moments in there are so great. And it's like, I don't mind that this has me feeling sad. Like that this was this was a nice cry to have. Yeah, yeah. All right, that pretty much does it for Shannon Jump. We will be talking about Flame of Rekka, Volume 8, after the break. You read Flame of Wreck of Volume 8 this week. What did you think, Kevin? It's still good. It had a bit of a turn, like, maybe it's just because of the, the fact that I was reading in the volume, but the fight between Rekka and Eyesword Guy 
seemed like it both started well not actually it starting made a whole lot of sense but it seemed like it resolved itself very quickly it do, it is coincidence because japanese volumes do not care about what stories in them yes. they care about what chapters are published but it does make it feel like very problem of the week yeah that it, this fight starts and ends in the same story and it felt very melodramatic to me yes like they've had these sort of conflicts before and it's never been like this this felt very arbitrary to me yeah. And it's the sort of thing I've talked about with this entire arc. It's very dark tournament. They need to go into every fight at a disadvantage because it's shown in manga. Yep. That's how it works. But they all feel so contrived. Yeah. Like, Fuka went to a random castle, so she's not here. Oh, no. And in this one, Fuka can't participate because she's a girl, question mark. And also, the kid is still hurt, so now he also can't participate. That and one... Fuka and that one at least did not feel contrived because it felt he basically contrived. Yeah, for sure. I'm. It, it was more the presentation of like Rekka probably they probably should have discussed this. Yeah, coming it, in today. Yeah, it would have been. It wouldn't have been weird if it was like you know at the start. All right, well, it's still four versus three. He's still recovering because he almost died last time. Like he almost got eaten, essentially. But the oh yeah, the tournament organizers decided since there's only three on the opposing team, Fuka can't participate. Why? Yeah. Yeah. That one was definitely they're like, yeah, we're gonna make this we're gonna make this fair. Oh okay. You haven't done that for any of the other competition yeah, I was like so far. Yeah, it just seems very it's one of those things where the rules keep changing so much that I can't care about the stakes of the rules changing. Yeah. Whereas again, in the Yu Yu Hakusho Dark Tournament, which maybe it's not fair to compare it to. But it seems like the most comparable thing in the world, especially when this volume we're talking about how Kure only used 10% of his power in that yep. fight. I'm like, okay, but it goes up to 120, right? Like a Tagoro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he goes up to 150. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine the muscles? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I, you know, that did a really good job of, okay, here's how a normal one goes, because the first one is normal. And then the tournament organizers keep finding ways to fuck with them. Yeah. Whereas this just feels like Calvin Ball. Yeah. Well, in this, so I've been watching God of High School and debating reading it, but this also, that also has the tournament setting and the hero's team is usually like, usually at a disadvantage, but most of the time it's their own damn fault because they keep jumping into other people's fights. Like, oh no, that guy's going to kill that man. And so one of them, because of the heroes, like steps in and stops them. And then the mm -hmm. tournament organizers are like, okay, so you're not allowed to interfere with other people's fights. So you cannot compete in the next round. So yeah. it's only the two of you. And uh, then there was there was a great bit where, uh, so the main character does that. And then like another situation pops up where somebody's getting their ass kicked. And the female team member is like, hey, stop. Don't be an idiot. You know, we can't afford to have another handicap. And he goes, well, what about the other guy? She looks over and he's <laughs> interfering with the fight. She's like, God damn it. Yeah, but then those that comes from character and that's earned. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say was that is a much more well presented. Hey, these guys are at a disadvantage because they keep, you know, being the good guys because there's a lot of villains in this tournament. Yeah, it's, you know, when I talked about standard shonen compared to something like Naruto or One Piece, yep. that really earns those moments in a better way. Yeah. 
Also, uh, probably the best fight in here is the one between Domon and the person with illusions. Yes. But the first thing she does is open says, uh, open your eyes, you're covered in snakes. And then for the rest of the fight, all I could think of was, have you seen the X-Men animated series bit where Wolverine is fighting a person and with psychic powers tells him he's covered in scorpions? Because that's I, all I can think, I think of this so, whole time. Yeah. Where he, it just like this old woman just echoing, covered in scorpions, covered <laughs> in scorpions. And while this is going on in the background, Wolverine's like, oh no, covered in scorpions. <laughs> Get them off. <laughs> so that's all I was thinking this entire fight, which is not this fight's fault. No. I think it actually, well, it probably doesn't predate that in X-Men, but, you know. It, it was doing it fair, and yes. it was only that one moment, but the entire fire was just thinking, covered in scorpions. <laughs> that makes sense. Even though I think that fight was good, and it's yes. like the first time Delmon's felt like an important character he should be around Yes, in a while. Although I felt that it was a little silly with Rekka's mom being like, maybe he's got the greatest potential out of yeah. all of them. I was like, sure. I, he doesn't, for sure. Yeah, it would have been fine if you went, oh, because at first she's like, oh, I underestimated him. That's fine. All right, cool. Like, you thought Domon was just a big, dumb, strong idiot. Oh, may- nope. Maybe he actually has, like, he actually has some willpower. Maybe he can pull off a Kuwabara and, like, actually be kind of cool. Not, I I don't mean to say that Kuwabara is only kind of cool. But her to be like, oh, maybe he's got the greatest potential of all of them. No, that's going to be Rekka because he's the main character. Yeah, I mean, it's a very shonen thing to yes. to throw out there, though. Yeah, we also get some, I guess, backstory on Kaoru, trying to make him more sympathetic. Did that do anything for you? No. Yeah, it felt really thrown in here. And I, I meant to talk about this at the start. This volume felt very odd where it began to me, with like that extra woman hanging out with them, but I'm still not sure who she is. Isn't isn't she the, the hair lady? Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. From the last fight? No, well, like, she, she was around, but uh, like there, she didn't look like that when she was in the room at the start. Like, when I opened this volume, I felt like I was like, oh, was I supposed to read volume seven? Did I grab the long one? Well, didn't didn't this one start with the uh, Kure backstory? No, because first it has them all in their apartment, like, waiting for the next day, and that you see Rekka go out, and he sees the sword dude with Yonata, or What's her name? Do you not remember? Like, I remember that part, but I thought it opened with the Kure thing and not with may- maybe the apartment it's right thing. after the Kure thing. I thought yeah. that was the opening, though. But it just felt to me like I'm like, oh man, like it feels like I missed something here, even though I didn't. And I think reading it week to week, it probably would have been fine. But we didn't read Flame of Rekka Volume Seven that long ago. Yeah, it. I do kind of agree with you, but yeah, I she it didn't feel totally weird to the because I think. I think it was the the people that they had fought before, because, like, I think the origami lady, right? She yeah. had origami. I think she was in the room with them. It just it feels weird that they have such a menagerie now. I get it. Yes. But it's kind of too many people. Yeah. Some of them need to just, like, go away. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's fine. Like I said, I w- quite like the Domon fight. It's not its fault that he was covered in scorpions. Yes. Time. The, the premise is cool. The power used against him is cool. But then the two of them being like, ah, Rekka and Swords guy who's clearly fighting with him. You should fight us at the same time or we will call you sissies. The yep. greatest of schoolyard insults. They're like, oh, you did not. Yes. We will not stand for this. You chicken McFly. Yeah. 
it, it's like uh, we have all you know, especially I, the cool ice guy who is smart and thinks about things, cannot be called a chicken. Yeah. Like, it would have been one thing if Rekka had risen to the bait and the yeah. tournament organizers were like, well, since he's the leader of your team, you have to agree to it. And yeah. then him being, like, begrudgingly going in. But literally with both of them being like, how dare you call me a pussy? Yeah. Yeah, it just it seemed real weak sauce to me. Yeah. Like, Yusuke Yarameshi would have just flipped them the bird. Yes. <laughs> while walking away. <laughs> yes. Like, they would have had to work harder than, uh, you calling me chicken? Yeah. And Kuwabara would have gone, like, rolling up, but then like, Karama would have grabbed him by the collar and, like, yes. let's use our brain parts. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, oh. that, that did feel contrived. But I do I did kind of like the bit where they were like, huh, they seem to actually be helping one another almost subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was fine to me. It's just, you know, very shonen stuff going on. Yep. It was shown in the clock, so they shouldn't end. I feel like that's all I kind of had to say. I, yeah, I guess talking more about the Kaoru bit a bit. I mean, it gives him motivation, I guess. Yeah. But it really feels like it's trying to build up his dad as a big bad, and it no interest there. Yeah. And I don't foresee, nor am I excited by the possibility of Kaoru joining them. And it seems like that's the reason to give him a tragic backstory, right? Yeah. But it's still like, I, you know, even though it's like, oh, yeah, this guy has my mom hostage. You're still an evil dickbag. Yeah. Like, regardless of Darth Vader loved his mom, too. <laughs> I guess that's actually a poor, uh, <laughs> yeah, poor yeah. thing to make. Yes, but I get your point. Yeah, it just... And similarly, giving the leader of the enemy team here a, a backstory. That was at least something. Yeah. Like, it felt like some of the previous fights could have used more of this sort of thing. Yeah. But again, it's not on the level of something like One Piece that does this Yeah, way better. And it, it just feels like this person is afraid to have characters go away. A little bit, yeah. Which will cause a lot of bloat considering, you know, they fight teams of five people it's like guys we're only eight volumes in and there's four more matches in the tournament that they have to fight something like that like that's a lot of extra characters that are going to have to go away eventually or i'm obviously the i'm i'm not saying obviously they do but like they have to go away eventually because the series continues past this and there's no way it can handle a cast of 50 people running around in some giant mob oh uh, you know after volume 10 flame of Brecca gets the subtitle oops all tournament arcs <laughs> <laughs> and yeah they're just around anything else you want to say on this volume it was fine i didn't dislike it like i said the domo fight here is actually pretty good one of the better fights in flame of Brecca so far the weird nudity at the end is just, like, just kind of, like, out of nowhere. At the end of that? That's kind of in the middle of that fight. Or yeah. you mean at the end? I don't remember any of the it, It's not, it's at the uh, the fight with the flute, or in the fight with the flute lady. Yeah. I think it's the ice spears, like, rip off. Her clothes? Part of her clothes. Okay, I just didn't Ex- notice yeah, that. Ex- I believe you. Exposing her right breast, and it's like, why? There's our, uh, well... You know, nudity does I know. well in the, in the survey. I get that, but gotta it was get just... Those, gotta get those boob boats, Kevin. Yes. Like I said, it just feels weird because it's just like... Occasionally I feel the same way with Hell's Paradise, which also has it. Especially because it's like, yeah, Flame of Rekka. I don't see this as, like, Hell's Paradise, like, sell... not It sells itself as an 18-plus manga. But it seems like Flame of Rekka doesn't. It just has, like, random nudity in it. 
it has a very similar vibe to Yu Yu Hakusho to me, which did not have that nudity. Yes. But it was also in Shonen Jump. And it comes to me, it has a similar energy of both are, I think, trying to be mature, but in that Mortal Kombat, mature yes. way. It's like boobs and blood and violence, and they're going to call each other pussies. Yes. That isn't actually at all mature. And Yu Yu Hakusho matures out of that. Yeah. And, like, has immature characters, but is not itself immature. And, like, that's one of the things I feel like is holding Flame of Rekka back. It gave it a bit of an edge at the start that made me like it. But, like I said, especially the bit where they're like, ah, oh, we'll insult your masculinity. Yep. And again, Yusuke Yurameshi would have given them the bird and been like, I'll wear a dress if it means I don't have to put up with your bullshit. Yeah. Gender is fake. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on it, Kevin? Nah. That just leaves us with personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality power level is the list of manga characters we have from best to worst. At the very top is Uzumaki Naruto. I was going to say he never got naked, and then I remember turning into a sexy naked girl. Yeah, I was like, he does. One of his yeah, I was like, he constantly gets naked. What are you talking about? Now, it it's very odd because it's not him naked. No. But yes, constantly naked. I mean, it's not constantly. He stops using that technique after a while. But I can't say never. He's not a never nude. Sorry. I, it just reminded me of uh, one of the Naruto fighting games. You can have in the final battle, you convince uh, Sasuke and a bunch of the other guys to make a sexy reverse harem jutsu where you all make sexy dudes to make the, I forget her name, but the the like mother of <laughs> Chakra yeah. get a nosebleed, essentially. Sounds like a legit plan. Well, and it like sort of works, and uh, it's like really funny because uh, Sakura's there as well, and she's like, "That would never work." And she's like holding in a nosebleed. At the very bottom, we got a guy who's not Yamcha. Pretty sure he wasn't naked. I'm not sure that would improve anything. Dead in the center, we have Buggy the Clown and Tomer Shigaraki from My Hero Academia and One Piece in reverse. Mm-hmm. Who do we want to add this week? Who, who's left from uh? Good old Flame of Rekka, who's not on here. I guess let's go through who we do have first. Uh, number 22, we have Fuko Kurosawa. Remember when she did stuff? Yep. Right below her, we have Rekka Hanabishi. At number 48, we have Kaoru Kanagi. At number 50, we have Rekka's mom. At number 51, we have Kure, the villain. Right below him at 56, we have Domon. And right below him, we have the love interest, Yanagi, who I believe is the bottom. The swordsman guy, I'd have to look up his name, but he did stuff in this chapter. Yeah. To the Googles. Yeah, because that's really it, honestly. I mean, there's all the... We just talked about how many characters this thing has. Yes, but at the same time, they're all just kind of there. Like, you know, how do you feel about this character? Well, they've had 12 lines, and uh, that's about it. Certainly they were there. Yes. I suppose while I'm looking this up, do we want to move Dombone up because he had a good fight? Do we think he's better than Kure now? No. Even though he did have a good fight, I like. I still like Kure. Uh, eh, actually, thinking thinking on it, especially with the uh, the whole random he has my mother kidnapped subplot, maybe we should. I, I still don't think Domon's as good as Ichigo. No, so like I would, I could see them swapping. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just looking at well, above him. We have Osamu Mercundo from World Trigger. I'm assuming you don't want to put Domon above no. him. Like I said, I'd be fine with them swapping. 
because Domun has the good fight moment, and he also has the moment where he, you know, punches Rekka in the face and is like, hey, quit being idiots. All right. So we have them swapped. We are adding Tokia Mikagami. He's got a water sword. Uh, he's worse Karama, but we don't have Karama on this list. Yes. So do we like him more than Domon? I don't know that I do. I don't either, especially with the fact that he also loses his cool in this chapter. It's kind of one of those, like, you haven't been Karama long enough to have Karama lose his cool and make it, like, mean something. Mm-hmm. Rip, is he be- worse than Kure? Kure's got a kidnapped mom. Yeah. He's got a dead sister. I really, the the kidnapped mom angle, but him still being an evil bastard really drove it home. Like, you know, you're you're still going to kill Rekka regardless of what your dad tells you to do. Like, he didn't make you evil. Like, you were, plan- you were planning on, uh, you were essentially planning on being evil in the first place. At least the murderer to try and take now, the throne. Now you're just evil. And have a boss. Yes. That makes him more sympathetic, right? People with bosses are more sympathetic than people without. Well, yeah, it's like, it's well, why I'm, I'm not... better than Cobra Commander. It's, I'm, not, I'm not evil. Uh, it, my dad, he's evil. No, you're still evil. You just You work for someone who's maybe more evil. Do we think he's better than Yanagi, the love interest? He does stuff. I don't like he, him as much. Yeah. I'd put him below as well. Like I said, the the whole him losing his cool, like... Karama losing his cool is like a moment. This is like, all right, I'm the cool character, except not really. Oh. All right. Probably better than Akagi from Slam Dunk, right? Yeah. Um, You're going to say worse than Speed of Sound Sonic from One Punch Man, I'm sure. Probably. I really like Sonic. Let's see. I probably don't like him as much as Yu-Gi-Oh from We Never Learn. Yeah. Or Saitama. Yeah. Probably not as good as Sora from No Game, No Life. Fair. I think I like it more than Toriko. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. And Ken Kaneki, the main character of Tokyo Ghoul, I think I would put him above him, too. Fair. Okay. So at uh, number 69, nice. He doesn't deserve it, but he does have a sword of eyes. Yes. Because Tokyo Mikigami, who's a character I had to put a ice sword guy next to so we would remember who he is. All right. Next week, we are going to read Bakuman. I know we just read it last week. With The world sucks right now, and we deserve it. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, we got to get caught up after all those episodes we missed, because there was no chapter of Shonen Jump to read. Yep. In the meantime, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistbite by Tom W. Emmert. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can join our discord if you want to talk to us and recommend manga and we will eventually get to them in like october probably yeah anything you wanted to plug this week kevin not this week all right have a great week everybody